Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Manscaped, number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Yeah, Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for you or your man's family jewels. Hey, Sophia, what's the biggest nightmare of giving a beach? Uh, it's Harvey Weinstein and you can't leave. Second nightmare. Okay, second <laughs> second one is there's so many pubes down there. Dude, it's, it's like hard to find the dong and the balls and really properly work them. And then you go down there and you get alfalfa sprouts in your mouth. It's like it's too much. Yeah, I don't need to be flossing and blowing at the same time. <laughs> Once for after, you know? Yes, I totally agree, you guys. And that's why you need to get Manscaped either for yourself or your favorite dong in your life. And guess what? You get 20% off and free shipping with the code PRIVATE at manscaped.com. Yeah, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use our code PRIVATE. Welcome back to Private Parts Unknown, a podcast that explores love and sexuality around the world. I'm Courtney Kosek. And I'm Sophia Alexandra. And it is shameless sex time, you guys. Yeah, we don't need stigma and shame around this beautiful thing that is sex. Put it in the trash, baby. Kill it with a skillet. (laughs) So you guys, we are so stoked because this week we had Amy and April from Shameless Sex They are part of the Pleasure Podcast Network, which we're also now a part of. And we're so excited. They're like one of our favorite sex podcasts. So, yeah, these babies are our first crossover with people from the network. And we're so stoked because it just felt like we were talking shop, right? Yeah, it felt right. Yeah, it's a really fun interview. Sophia reveals some kind of like freaky stuff that she's into, which I was like, all right, this is a future episode. Yeah, I mean, God, I really think it would be hilarious if uh, Max sat down and actually listened to all the episodes of this show. <laughs> I know. He'd be like, oh, no, you He's need to no sign secrets. an NDA right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, um, maybe you start talking about things that don't involve me. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> so look out for that little Easter egg in there. That's, That's fine. Right. Winky uh, wink. They also brought Legend, their dog, which... Dudes, if you know me, you know how obsessed I am with dogs. I was like, oh, great. This is a solo interview now. (laughs) It's true. I was like, Courtney, you take care of this. I'm going to interview the dog. (laughs) The dog was six months old, though. It's a puppy. His name is Legend. How cute is that? The tiniest legend you've ever seen. He lives up to the name. So you guys, after you listen to this interview... You go over to the Shameless Sex podcast and you listen to the B-side because we just had a full-on conversation. And lucky for us, we went first. So Legend was high-strung, just getting acclimated in the space. (laughs) I love him. He was snarfling and playing and being so cute. And I was like, 
I really hope that when people listen to this, they hear his snarfling and they think it's me. I was like, hell no. You're so like, we- we're editing that out. You were so shocked, even at the joke of that. You're like, no, Sophia, how dare you? The quality. I was like, but <laughs> you guys, I care about your ears. So anyway, you can't really hear Legend, but he's there. He's being cute in the background. I'll post a pic of me and Legend and then you guys can see. Yeah, we put him to sleep by the end. So Oh my god, don't say it like that. We didn't <laughs> we didn't murder him. No, we didn't no. put him to sleep. He went to sleep on his own and then he also woke up later, so we didn't murder him. But this is a fun one, you guys. You're gonna really get to know Amy and April, and they're just badass chicks from Santa Cruz who are super sex positive. Um, Amy's a sex educator. Actually they both are. Yeah. And uh, they're just really cool chicks. I'm sure this is not the first time that they're going to be on the podcast. And we hope you like them as much as we did. Enjoy. You guys, we are so excited to be here with Amy and April from the Shameless Sex Podcast. Welcome, ladies. We're so happy to be here. Yay, we're in LA and it's hot and humid and I love it. You look like you live here. You're blonde. You're wearing a crop top. <laughs> you fit in. With the surroundings. <laughs> she, did, she did live here once I upon did. a time. I did live here. And then I said, you must move to Santa Cruz to be with me forever. Yeah, it's true. So how did you guys meet? Well, we met uh, maybe 13 years ago. We met working in in the restaurant industry together. Oh. I was working at a restaurant on the wharf in Santa Cruz, not in the most wonderful places, um, for a couple of years. And she got hired on the spot because I call her a social savant. Um, April mm-hmm. could sell you anything, including you the sock off your own foot. And really? um, lovingly and authentically, of course. And um, <laughs> she, the, on her second day of work, she was talking about a party that she had gone to the night before and how she got spanked at a party and was spanking her ass. And I turned bright red and but like out of love for her and she was like oh my god she just hates me. as a side note I moved from the Midwest where it was very conservative and I'd never been to a party like that in my life I was 23 I think at the time you're from Wisconsin I'm from you? Wisconsin yeah. Yeah. I'm from Minnesota oh. I went to college in Minnesota oh nice so yeah. moving out from Minnesota actually from to Santa Cruz it was I think the first week I was there and got that job and then was telling her and some other folks about that party and Amy and I was like the guy was spanking me and I was like bent over spanking myself and Amy turned bright red and I was like did I just offend you? It's like, no, I think I love you. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, good. And then we made friends. <laughs> yeah. We very quickly became really, really close friends. So since then, we've evolved specifically in the sex toy industry where we've worked in um, an adult store together that I co-owned with my mom. She was the first person that we hired there as a manager. And we both went on to work on the uh, manufacturing side or for her, she's now VP of a sex toy company. Um, called Hot Octopus. And so we just continue to evolve and then we start the podcast together. So um, yeah, people often think they they think that we're a couple. We get this often. Yeah. <laughs> or related. Yeah. Have you guys or, ever hooked up? We have not. No. We've slept with the same people. Like her current partner I used to sleep with. Yeah, so she she vetted him for me. Yeah. <laughs> was, yeah. And she slept, with, she slept with him. You were like newly, not newly single, but you didn't use a condom. And I didn't know him at all then. And I was like, Amy, you didn't use protection. She's like, well, you know, like it's yeah. fine. And I was then, on a self-destructive path at that yeah. time. I was yeah, definitely. It was like the first time you'd ever mm-hmm. done that. And so it was just, but I was really mad at her for not, you know, practicing safe sex. And she's like, okay, I'm going to get a test. Don't worry. And then she went to get the test and it came back totally 
obviously clear. And then when I met him, I was like, well, I know you don't have any STDs. Unless and you slept with like 80 people. <laughs> unless in, in, in like two week <laughs> period. <laughs> Which is possible. Which is possible. Oh my God, that's quick. Two weeks? No, it wasn't. No, it, it was wasn't like three that. or four months. It was, so, yeah. a, it was a while. Yeah. And it was like a running joke. And so. I, I was pressing for it. I was like, hey, well, and he's a little older. He's 16 years older than her. And she really wanted to experience an, an older man. And I was like, well, you know, I'm not hooking up with any, him anymore. So why don't you try this out? And I mean, he, he gave consent, of course. So I wasn't just, you know, trying to sell him without yeah. him. How did it, so how did was your older man experience? Was it everything you were hoping for? Was it different? You know, he's... They're still together, so... We're still together. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. 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 Oh, my God. It was, it was definitely... I, I had been hooking up because I was newly single and then we were... That's why we started our podcast because we were both single. I was traveling the world having a lot of sex with a lot of different people and from different countries. Like I was like in Chile and Brazil. And so I was having Fuck a lot yeah. of fun, but all of them were super young. Like I hooked up with a an 18 year old in Chile. And I was like, please tell me that you're actually 18. Like after, cause he looked probably 22 and he was, he showed me his ID after, but I was like, <laughs> fuck dude, in some countries I could go to prison, but he was, he was 18, <laughs> almost 19. And uh, so all of these young men uh, were interesting, but I definitely started to fulfill this maternal role um, automatically, like if mm. it was a more than one hookup. And then meeting my partner, my current partner as an older as an older person, like many years older than I was, it was totally different, M much more experienced in in the uh, in the bedroom. And I kind of knew because Amy had given me some rundown while she had hooked up with him. And I was like, he sounds really fantastic and the aftercare was there i was like yes what's he like big or what's the deal he he's he's really big and, and muscular man like he's a, he's a really big muscular man and so for me i i like to play in the daddy little girl dynamic because i totally have daddy yeah. issues uh, and so he was just a perfect person for that i, I was just telling april today i tend to I tend to lure people in. I'm single now again and I'm dating and I just, all I have to do with the people is just call them daddy once and I somehow lure them into my daddy little girl dynamic pretty quickly. Or maybe it's people I choose. But anyways, yeah, he's, um, he's like, yeah, just strong, powerful human. And, and um, he's a total feminist because he has three daughters and that was another piece of the older person, older hookups that they, ha they come with a lot more, you know, mm -hmm. extra, usually divorces or children. And so that was something that I had to also grow, um, I guess, accustomed to. Yeah. I heard you, you talk about his, one of his daughters a little bit on the podcast. And I was just curious about, do you like the kind of stepmom S kind of role? <laughs> You know what? It's it's something. It seems fun in some ways. It, it is fun in some ways. Plus, I am a super open person about talking about myself, which has been really. It's created some really fun conversations at night at the dinner table, but it's been weird with like a younger person because I hadn't experienced like eleven year old or thirteen year old. Now she's what is she fourteen? So I hadn't experienced that before. So I had to kind of. I don't, I, I guess censor myself a little bit more mm -hmm. and I wasn't ever used to because I don't, I don't have a lot of children in my life and I'm a very playful, young spirited person, but I talk a lot about sex and I sell sex toys and anal and all, all sorts of things that some people are like, 
you know, in shock. And I had to, so I've had to filter myself, but now she's older. And, and so I feel like that has been cool to be a role model for her with a good time in your life when you're a young person who's like 13, 14 yeah. to have someone open. Who's like, got like this older sister vibe. Who's like, that's so yeah. you can be like, okay, tell me about anal. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, Oh, I, uh, that's not embarrassing to me. You've already no. heard me talk about it. Totally. And it has been awkward though, with some of the old, cause he has a, a 25 year old and a now she's 21 just today's her birthday um and so their friends will listen to the podcast and i talk a lot about my partner and i's experiences together to in a helpful way i feel Uh like it can help people totally sure and some of her friends are like they'll just say oh we know a lot about your dad um (laughs) i can't i can't know so that's one piece of it too that is really that uh just different and and i've had to yeah get used to it so and then Amy, so you own a sex, sex shop. shop with your mom? With my mom. Yeah, we own oh, a sex shop called thing Pure in the world. Pleasure. When you read yes. that, we were like, oh. Yeah, mother-daughter dildo shop. Uh, we opened that in 2008. So we had it for a long time. And April's been a part of that um, that family as well. And, uh, and then I'm also a sex educator and sex and relationship coach. And so I wear many hats. But yes, uh, and my obviously with my mom, the topic of sex is very... Uh, open and an easy dialogue. And, yeah, was it always just, like that? I would say yes and no. We didn't talk a lot about pleasure. Unfo- actually, we didn't really talk about pleasure at all. And I really wish I had more pleasure education as a young person because I had to learn from trial and error and make a lot of shitty choices to that actually have... Um, stuck with me you created in defaults in my way of being um and that i've had to work against or work with i guess to relearn who, who oh i really am God, as a sexual being. Yeah. yeah you know all that is you know like my first couple sexual experiences with people where it was all about their cock and not about my body and that set a default made it hard to receive and things like that so i wish i had received those conversations she did talk openly with me about, you know, birth control. When you want to become sexually active, you can come to me. So I knew that it was a safe, normal, healthy thing and that having sex was not shameful. It's just, I still didn't have the knowledge around the pleasure. And I just so wish we were able to give that to young people. Do you think it was the timing? In terms of which? Like which when in his, like history, we like it's more... We're, we're, I mean, I think we're getting better and worse. I, I can't tell if yeah, that, where one we're way going. We're getting yeah. more crazy and then another way. It's getting, yeah, it's like, okay, there's some places where it's getting more open, you know, open-minded. And then there's other places where like, oh, abortion's illegal again. Awesome. That, so it's, it's a confusing time, but yeah, I, I think the pleasure lacking from the conversation has been around for a long, long, long time. Mm -hmm. But then if you go look at some tribal communities in other countries, you know, they are having those conversations, but certainly not. Yeah, certainly not in this country, but in in all of them. But there will be tribal communities. And I don't know the exact ones. I always think of um, Wednesday Martin, who wrote uh, Untrue, which is kind of like Sex at at Dawn, but more about uh, female sexuality. Oh, nice. It's an awesome book. She just started her own podcast, too. Uh, Everyone's podcasting. And, uh, but she talks about different tribal cultures and you as they have rites of passage for young men and young women. And part of that is around sexuality. And there was even, was it, wasn't there one tribe that maybe she was talking about this where, um, you actually take an older lover so they can teach you about sex. Mm. And it's just when you're like, you know, post puberty, you know, in our culture, oh my God, that's, you know, that's wrong because of what we're taught about the legalities around sex. And I'm sure there's some fucked up stuff happening around that too, in terms of consent. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I just like to to say that what we 
think about about sex and then it's all contextual it's all based in this time and it's, this it's moment in this cultural, place yeah, yeah. and yeah. it will be different in this exact place where we are in 10 years and 20 years and 100 years and it's very different on the other side of the world right now fascinating uh so you guys have been doing the podcast for a while how many episodes we just did 120, but 120. we have bonus episodes too, but right. we don't, so it's over 120, but we just had our number 120. Congratulations. So doing the podcast now for 120 plus episodes, what would you say is the biggest misconception or topic that your listeners write in about? What's, what's the thing that you're like, ah, oh, weird that we're all, everyone's asking this question. It's always am I am I normal, yeah. right? I mean, that's it, like the that's number the undertone, one thing the, um, beneath get, everything. Right, I'd say right. is that like, they're asking a variety of questions, but deep down they want to know: Am I normal? I'm into this thing, or my, I lost my libido. Or I have a my, uh, I'm normally high sex drive. I have this or, fetish, or yeah. I'm uh, or my genitals look like this. Yeah, yeah. Or, uh, or I don't want to sex with fears. my partner anymore. What's wrong with me? Or, or how do I keep the spice in my sex life? Or my partner? Yeah, doesn't yeah. want to doesn't want to have sex anymore, and I don't know what to do. And um, those, but usually it's am I normal? Mm -hmm. That's like that's what people really want to know. And I always kind of smile and nod, like I don't know who I am to tell you you're normal, but right. yeah, you are. Yeah. Okay, you're gonna be okay. So yeah. don't worry. Yeah, and not normal is the new normal. Yeah, yeah. Come on. It, or it is. It always has been. I love it. We did a podcast with Amy Joe Goddard. Um, she wrote the book uh, Women on Fire. Yeah, yeah. Women on Fire. Um, and she said she's her. She finds that her primary job is a, being a permission giver. So she works, does retreats, and works privately with women specifically or female identified folks. And she feels like the main thing she's doing is giving people permission to be who they really are as sexual beings. And um, and I think that we, to a certain degree, are doing that as well, where we're uh, helping people to feel safe, accepted. You know, our motto is all consensual sex is good sex and so we're I guess just normalizing the diversity of sexuality for people um, so we get a lot of emails about that like thank you so much for uh, sharing we just had this episode I was just gonna yeah, yeah. talk about that that was uh, it was incredible what was the episode it was an episode on STIs STDs oh, STIs yeah, your latest up yeah. Yes. And it was a pretty heavy episode. And we had a, a nurse practitioner uh, local from Santa Cruz, who is just an incredible human. And um, that was an episode that we I outed some shame and that had never been done before. And that I was like, you know, it's time that we all kind of own up to certain things that aren't always comfortable to talk about. And sometimes like you wear those those curtains of shame on you for so many years and it does become part of you. And in some way it does weigh you down. So talking about it openly does help other people. And we received I don't even know countless now at this point and that just released last week from when we're recording this. Three days ago? We yeah, yeah, just a couple days ago. Yeah. And we received countless emails uh, saying thank you. And I've been struggling with this STD for so long. And your, your story sharing, your story publicly really helped me. So uh, that's something that's really powerful because sex can be fun and... Uh, that you could keep the fire burning mm -hmm. and there's a lot of empowerment pieces or there's different, you know, sex tips. It also comes down to the shame piece, which is why we started this and knowing what, what you're, what's weighing on you. And that could be affecting your, your sexuality. 
Isn't that so great? We just did a series on men talking about their personal experiences with abortion. I listened to one of them. Yeah. I saw that. Men have abortions yeah. too, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And it's just crazy how, I mean, a lot of the guys we talked to had never talked to anyone else about that. And mm. we have so many shame hangups yeah. when it comes to sex. And that's, it's interesting to hear you say that because that's like a huge part of, I think, what we try to do too is just like any answer except having sex with kids, Jeffrey Epstein, yeah. is, <laughs> yeah. is yeah. okay, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. It's also one of the reasons that, like, you know, storytelling is just so powerful. Mm-hmm. Like, there is a, like, I tell, I'm a comedian, I tell a story on stage about, uh, like, masturbating with other kids when I was, like, a kid, mm-hmm. like, forcing them to kind of do my bidding. Mm-hmm. And it was a thing that I was so embarrassed of for mm-hmm. so many years in my head. It was it's one of those things where I was like, if someone finds this out about me, mm-hmm. they're going to be like, she's a weird freak mm-hmm. forever. They're just going to be like, I were can never dry talk humping? to her. Or what were you... No, I was like... What were like, you into? <laughs> we want to know. We're um, into this. <laughs> we were playing doctor and I was like in charge. Of course. Always oh, playing the doctor. doctor. But I basically had them stuff my underwear and tights with these blocks, you know? And then I would just walk around and do lunges for the friction <laughs> oh, on my awesome. tiny little pussy. Creative. And that's what I love. Kids get so creative yeah, with the ways I was, they find stimulation. I was like, oh, perfect. This is all my clit needs. Just rough ridges, you know? And then I got busted. Oh, oh, you did? You super busted. How old were you? I was five. Oh, mm-hmm. they tell you were doing it. bad things. Oh my god, and... this was in Russia, so shit is oh, like real. You didn't so they things. called my mom in, and my mom's like a single mom, so she was like, "I don't want to fucking do this." So she came in, and then they were like, "This is what's been happening." And then they called me in, and then they said, "My teacher came out with a needle and thread, and she said if you ever do this again, I will sew your mouth shut." Oh my! Oh my god! god. I know. Terrifying. And you would think I would stop. Nope. No, Just you kept down. going. Okay, you doubled down. You're like, <laughs> "I'll show you." No, I don't believe her. Yeah, yeah. I was like, mm, "Do you have a fetish me. now for a needle and thread?" Like, well, you she see didn't say she would and... sew my pussy lips shut. So oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's really what it's, she should have threatened you with. It just you see how fetishes can work. You know, they can come from a really traumatic, yeah. scary experience, like something like that, where you could totally have fetishized something in that experience, or it could actually turn into like a you know shame or trauma or something that you don't want anything to deal with. But I'm glad you doubled down. Keep up the good work. Thanks. <laughs> I had I, I convinced the kids to uh to dry to dry hump with me i was like just try this it feels really good i did that too yeah, later I when i was like 11 oh did yeah some child masturbation yeah. also it's like yeah. i should have known i was bi because i like was like anyone who'll touch me i literally don't care just get in here yeah <laughs> i want pleasure um okay so you guys cover such fun stuff on your podcast we were like we want to do a little lightning round with you guys Ooh, fun. and get to know you a little better Okay, so who is the first person or, I guess, thing where you clocked like, oh, I'm turned on right now? The first like first thing that I know was a stimulus that turned me on. Like, yeah. Or, on. or like yeah. per- just like person as a kid or, or um, whatever. Watching Melrose Place and watching a rape scene and being like, oh, oh my God. I was like God. 10 years old and I was like, I don't know why this is so hot, but it's so You're hot. so sophisticated with your rape fantasies at 10. 10. Yeah. I was like, I was like, there's something about it. It's super hot. The four sex. You really don't really want it to happen, but I'm going to fantasize about it. And I walk around and tell myself stories about being raped and I don't want to be raped everyone. But yep, that's a thing. <laughs> I think mine kid. I think I know the the rape fantasy is real. I, I like the gangbang thing too. Um, I think mine probably came from, um, probably from 
Well, Fatal Attraction, the one scene oh, yeah. where there was like on the stove. I used to rewind that. I wouldn't know exactly the spot to, because it was a VHS, <laughs> to rewind it to. And then I'd have to actually rewind it all the way back and wait. So I'd fast forward it to the scene and then have to rewind it all the way back because I didn't want anyone to know that I was that focused was on that scene. scene was. I, but I think before that, and I don't remember the age, maybe I was eight or seven or eight. Um, I think the other one was um, my mom's Kama Sutra book that I found underneath her her bed. The one thing that ruined me though for 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 my childhood with I, uh, when I fell in love with porn was I was trying to tape a like a 90210 episode and my mom had this tape from my neighbor I think I was five because I remember and I was trying to so it wasn't 90210 it was like maybe rainbow bright who, who knows <laughs> it was something that was innocent and I went to find an open spot like where the that was like a soap oh, that they were that they were um recordings my mom watched days of our lives and i think when she was at work he, the neighbor would record it and all of a sudden i got to this scene where there was like some biker woman getting gang banged on a pool table by all of these dudes she was she was like excited and and like super stoked and i was like <laughs> super jackpot stoked. and it ruined so, you meaning you loved it and now you I like gang well, porn <laughs> well yeah now ruined me meaning like i needed porn for a long time uh, just to get off too so now i've i've taken a porn break because i needed it so much that it was not um you know a a uh, great situation mm -hmm. for me all the time. And uh, so that was something. And then I referred to that all the time. I would be like, I hope my mom doesn't find that. So eventually <laughs> I, I outed myself to my mom. Eventually I was like, do you know that, you know, our neighbors who was, I was best friends with the son, the little kid. I was like, do you know that blank, blank, we don't say names on our podcast. So I, I won't out who my neighbor was, yeah, but yeah. that there was porn on, on that. And she's like, I know. I didn't know if he was sending me a signal or <laughs> what was going on. I was like, well, I watched that for years. And that was my spank bank. I was like, did you ever watch it? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> wouldn't tell me, but it was definitely my spank bank oh, for a long time. Amazing. Yeah. I was super turned on by the idea of being a sex worker when I was little. Mm. Like I would strip in front of the window for mm. the neighbor kids. <laughs> oh and God. I remember watching Pretty Woman and being like, I should do that. <laughs> I'd be really good You're at like, that. I mean, it did, they, Pretty Woman really did. Uh, just kind of make it look so oh, glamorous, yeah. Yeah. glamorous, and and easy and safe and safe where she's like you want red you want green you want blue you know the the safety condom then you, section then you find your rich sweet sugar human to sweep you off yeah. your feet like, a, rom like a nice rom-com fairy tale ending. Yeah. <laughs> okay that's mm -hmm. that's great mm -hmm. i did love pretty woman good yeah me too there Everybody were no hot did. sex scenes though mm -hmm. no hot sex scenes my really. grand it was my well, grandpa no, when he VHS. sadly fucks her on the piano i kind of like that Ooh, yeah that oh, was a good one you said when he's sad I said no, when he sadly fucks so her sadly. on the piano. Oh yeah, because <laughs> he was real sad. He and was. Then he just like fucks the sadness out on her. I he was, was like, like, I like this. Yeah, there you that go. That really set the tone for this a lot a of my future relationships. Cure for sad. Oh yeah, in her robe. I'm oh, like, yeah. let me fuck the sad out, like yeah. they did in that movie I loved as a child. Did it, but then when you actually try, it's not yeah, it doesn't work. Like no, that. it's not as sexy. <laughs> You guys, we are so stoked about our new sponsor, Manscaped. They are number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Yeah, Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for you or your man's family jewels. Mm-mm-mm. Hey, Sophia, what's the biggest nightmare when you encounter a dong? Okay, you realize the dong has been dead the whole time. You've been M. Night Shyamalan. Okay. 
uh, second nightmare. Okay. <laughs> you get down there and the balls are like sweaty and smelly and I'm trying to do my work and, and give someone pleasure and it's like, I can't do it. Ew. Yeah, you're just, you're like, is this a locker room or is this like a sexual moment that yeah, we're having? Yeah, this seems like you just played football for like 18 hours. Guys and ladies, get your fucking bush together and do it with Manscaped because guess what they have? Crop Preserver. Tell us about the Crop Preserver. Well, the Crop Preserver is basically there to deal with the sweaty ball smell. It is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. And guess what, you guys? Their products smell good AF. Yeah, really. It makes you want to stay down there longer, so think about that. Winky. Wink. Men, did you catch that that? drift? Yeah, keep that Bob Ross looking... Slick and shiny and new and soft and smelling good. Listen, we weren't trying to shame you up top, but if you have a bush, you are responsible for keeping that shit tight. So do it Bob Ross style and do it with Manscaped. And guess what? You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code private at manscaped.com. Yeah, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use our code private. Okay. What's your kink? Oh, that's a complex one. Um, if you had to pick a kink, my kink would be dominance and submission. Uh, I'm I'm more into and you're a sub, how, right? Usually, yeah, more of a sub. Although I've been playing with some switchy stuff and playing with playing with like pegging and those those sorts of things. That stuff I like is fun, but it's not what really gets me going. It's more like, oh, this is interesting. Um, but yeah, no, I'm subby and play into daddy little girl and like anything about me being told what to do and punished and um, all the things that come with that. It's more about the energy and the power to play as opposed to the actual actions that are part of it. And you're single now? I'm single and living it up. <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah, I get them definitely single yeah, playing around a lot with that, learning a lot, trying some wild things. Yeah, I'm impressed with you. I know, me too. I had a bucket list. I'm like, tell me more. Out. What else did you do? Wow. <laughs> I know you always want to live vicariously through the, the single friend that's really getting it. Oh, yeah. Totally. yeah. I'm like, tell me more about your nights. <laughs> yeah. You learn a, a While lot. While my of, husband's at work. <laughs> yeah. But you learn so much about yourself in those spaces of singledom. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I did learn so much. And I know you are. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, I didn't know I could do that. Or yeah. I didn't know my body could do that. Or, or I like this. Or yeah. Yeah, I really like this. Or, or even like, the emotional Ooh. connection, yeah. too, that you can either detect attach or become a little bit more involved with someone it's always variable i'm loving it i'm not like my kink you know i probably i'm not like that kinky but maybe i am for some people i have a under the bed restraint system that i oh my god i have one too i I thought you were gonna say anal (laughs) oh is that a kink kink, you get to define yeah yeah, you you get to define sorry i'm not trying to put that on you yeah (laughs) yeah, that's all it's all good it was it was i was just like i can relate yeah yeah yeah. like i love to get my ass eaten maybe me and this woman will be good friends yeah (laughs) for real no ass eating is awesome that's hot that was something that when I was around the world and I know you all do a lot of travel and, mm-hmm. and, and podcast about that when I was on the around the world I we were on uh, sex with Emily's podcast and I talked about because I was single at the time how every country I had gone to because it was like Australia to uh, Germany Germany Spain um, Brazil Chile and then I didn't oh yeah Thailand but I hooked up with a Scottish guy in Thailand for a while and and this my scuba instructor <laughs> hey. yes, scuba uh, Steve. but all of them went straight for the ass licking 
And oh, I was like, wow. okay. Before it was hot in America? Yeah, I guess before it was so. cool. I couldn't yeah, figure it out. It was 2016. It was the year of anal licking. It was. So I thought, and I didn't hook up with any American guys. So I was very confused by what that meant. I said, maybe I've been missing out this whole time as I've been in a monogamous relationship with all this ass eating because it's fantastic. Mm. And even sometimes where I'd been dancing all night and they just went, I was like, don't you want me to take a shower or something? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, no, it that doesn't matter. That weirds me out. <laughs> I know. Like, okay. But then I'm like, I don't know if I really want to make out with you right after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just so, put my own swamp ass back. Oh, yeah. I like I to pretend that. that I have like a dainty, clean asshole. Yeah. And I, that kind of ruined my fantasy. Illusion. Yeah, the <laughs> illusion, yes. They find out the truth. Like, Sometimes it's oh. dainty and clean and a lot of times it's not. Well, yeah, I definitely, since my anal has been more prevalent in eat my a sex lot of spicy life. food. I don't want to. Yeah. Someone's into it though. Someone's into that. Actually more than some, a lot of people are into that. They're like, yeah, the spicier, the better. Not me. I'm a germaphobe. So I'm like, no, that's good. But I do love just being restrained and I like being spanked. Uh, and I do love sensory play where you're taking away some senses. Mm -hmm. So getting blindfolded is super hot because I haven't done I that. I love that. It too. really does because it enhances you focus your, on anywhere you're being touched. Yeah. It's the best. And you also it helps your 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 sense of smell kind of mm. gets activated. Your even your hearing, so you can be more connected to your breath and your partner's breath. And uh it just really for, for me, because I'm such a heady person, which we talk about, Amy is too, all the time, it really helps me tune in where I'm not like, oh, oh, like looking around, like what's going on? Are they into this? So mm -hmm. that's it's a kind of a vulnerability that is really, yeah. I don't know. It's exciting. Even if you've been with your partner for a long time, that's still really Do you do that shit, exciting. I do. Yeah. Nice. We're about the blindfold life. Mm -hmm. I love it. You can get a real, really... Do you have Amy has one that's like a total blackout yeah. blindfold that she wears on air, air, airplanes? I'll wear it all over the place. That I have one's it in good my bag here because you completely take out all of the the senses. There's no so. peeking. There's no cheating. So is that kinky? Is that I you, whatever you want? It's just yeah. I think it's whatever, right? I, I think I think when when we think of kink, right? We think of like what's the ultimate kink? Like Dungeons getting hanged by whips. your your yeah. piercing, your yeah. back piercing. So I'm like, nope, I'm not into that. I'm, I'm not into pain as much as just a little bit of sensation play. I think pain combined with that, though, is the best because mm -hmm. you're like, oh, what's happening? We've Sophie and I have come to realize we talk about masturbating a lot and we obviously promote a lot of sex toys on the podcast, which we are genuinely get behind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we test all the products. Ooh, which ones? Wh what promote. sex toys? Well, we are a big fan of Doc Johnson has this uh, iVibe situation and we we love it. We just drill ourselves. <laughs> we really do. Is it like a rabbit style vibe or it's, is it? No, it's like a Hitachi wand oh, style. Yeah. It's a wand. Yeah. yeah, but we go on like the hardest settings. We, right? Dude, we, we, we like the same setting. Yeah, we like it's the, the same setting. Like strong one too yeah but yeah. I, I wouldn't normally think i like pain but in that way i do like to just drill myself <laughs> that's like, like Xan that. it's like xanax for your vagina. yes yes it's like, my, i like good. the term drilling yeah, yeah we've been calling ourselves yeah. the drill team ah the drill sergeants yeah ah. just welcome i like it well drill it with i us. use my magic wand the plug the old plug-in one I'll use it on the highest setting too. Like the old plug-in yeah. one. The I don't old, like from the 80s. Yeah, it like, has two modes. It has high and low and it was a back massager. And I think you, Amy, expressed how uh, incredibly 
surprised you were that I could take that. And I'm like, that's the setting that I use. I think I blew up my clit a couple years, years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, you put that like, right on your clit? Damn. <laughs> Only thing that does it. Yeah, because you've been using the fucking abacus of... <laughs> yeah, I know. Seriously. <laughs> I'm like, like sex toys. You're like, uh, I don't know. Let me power it with a fucking steam engine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what she's going to move on up to. Some other thing that you would get at Home Depot. Well, I have used one <laughs> yeah, of those. No, I have. We have one of those back, like actual back massagers that are, they are... The two big balls? Yeah, oh I've God, used those that before so in a desperate time where oh I was like, God. A, no, did no, you ride it, like straddle it? No, I just held it on and, and I was like, this was really intense. It was like banging my, I felt like it was banging my pelvic floor pelvis? super hard. Oh <laughs> man. Speaking have of you guys tried drilled. a fuck machine? I have, I wrote a Sibian at Sex Geek Summer Camp once and it wasn't, it didn't have the internal piece. It was just like a clit thing that was rocking and you kind of rock with it. Um, and the owner of Sibian, I call her the, um, the se- what do I call her? The, the sex machine shaman. Um, she, she's, well, she's the daughter of the owner of Sibian and she was there guiding you as you're riding Sibian she has in, you in view of little sessions with her like half an hour time windows where anyone oh can God, sign up at Sexy awesome. Summer Camp and you have your own attachment and you can have an internal one or an external one and you ride and she's next to you she's like keep going honey you got this she's a southern belle like she's literally a That's sweet amazing. little southern belle who rides horses but she's like next to you while you're riding a sex machine telling you like you got this keep going do you feel comfortable getting off in front of her um, no we were and we were sharing a cabin together because we were both there on I was there on behalf of Uber Lube. Um, I can, I'm totally comfortable having sex in front of people, but orgasm is a different story. Like if there, it feels mm. like there's a pressure to orgasm in 30 minutes, you know, uh, with a, another human right next to me, I'm probably not going to orgasm. Yeah. It's like a mental Oh, I block like myself. You can't, yeah. yeah. The minute there's the pressure, the minute I have a, a partner that's like, like, come for me. Are you going to come? I'm like, it's hot, it's hot that you said that, but now I'm probably not going to because yeah. now there's like this this expectation piece there. Oh, so yeah. Also, it's weird to be like for me. It's yeah. like, no, bitch, I'm coming for me. <laughs> yeah. You come it's for exactly yourself. Exactly what we were talking about <laughs> yeah. at the beginning. It's so penis centered. It is. Get the fuck out of here, men. Yeah. But the confusing no, thing is also I mean, don't. We I need mean, your dick. Yeah, we need them. And like for me, I play into the daddy little girl dynamics. I want to come for daddy. And when I say daddy, little girl, everyone, it's not, I'm not like, I'm five. Like I'm adult Amy who is uh, playing into my own like little girl dynamic, but I don't talk like a little girl. I'm like a nasty little, maybe 25 year old and, um, and playing like into I'm that. smoking cigarettes. Yeah. I'm just, I'm but I'm doing bad doing things. Work. I'm doing good things. I'm getting punished no matter what. And um, <laughs> I win no matter what. If I'm really good, I win because I, I get prizes, which is some sort of punishment. And then if I'm bad, then I get prizes, which is some punishment. And, but in that, you know, I do want daddy to say tell me what to do like you know come for me i want to hear that but then i'm also like no i'm not gonna so it's just confusing but yeah so my, i'm <laughs> a you know, so feminist simple. who plays into a like a what someone would consider a non-feminist dynamic uh but for me I, I find it to be really healing and freeing when i'm in it it's not how i live the rest of my life yeah it's also think, nice to be domed when you're a bad bitch in your regular totally life. You're oh like, yeah i'm a fucking you're like i'm in charge of a fucking company yeah yeah he's fucking I'm a hustler out here in the please, everyday world. Please dominate me yeah. and be in charge of my company. Yeah. Tonight. Let me just That's relax like. and surrender and you take control and I have to trust you. And yeah, it's, it's such a nice release. I love it. Yeah. Um, you guys, you've been so fun. Uh, we want to ask you one last 
question. And we're going to continue this conversation. On our podcast. Yes. Yeah. So listeners, make sure you migrate over to B-side. B-side on shameless sex. (laughs) What do you wish you could go back in time to tell your teenage self about sex? Oh my God, I know the answer to this. Me too. Go first. It's that you are just as worthy of pleasure and orgasms as the penises that you have sex with, if not more. And that actually you should... Um, make sex more about and for you and not for them. Yes. I wish I Nailed had it. Nailed it. Nice. I would say, and I actually just told my uh, partner's youngest daughter who had like three girls over the other day. And 15, 14? They're most 15. One was 16. Um, and... I was asking them about birth control. And and so, and then I said, look, if I could tell myself, my teenage self, anything when I was your age, I would tell myself, your body is not an apology. That is something that is really, in my mind, so important because a lot of times you get into situations, especially as a cis woman, and uh, I've hooked up with a lot of um, men in my in my day and age. And sometimes I would be in situations where it was like hanging out with them for a long time, a lot of energy exchange. I felt compelled to almost be like, yeah, I guess I should do that. Like I've been mm. hanging out with him and we got to this certain this certain part of of uh, in the bedroom and I didn't want to have sex. Now and I was I like, owe but, them. but I yeah, or um or I'd I'd they've been we've been friends for so long and and they're into me and maybe I should just try it and use my body as just to say like, oh, you know. You know, I'm 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 sorry that we're in this situation. I'm wronging you. So let me just do what I didn't want to do in the first place. And of course, that you're in charge of your own pleasure is huge. And I would also say, like, don't be ashamed of any of this sex related stuff that is so easy to be ashamed of. Yeah, there's someone out there who likes the same shit you like. Mm-hmm. There's someone out there for everybody. There's probably a lot of them out there. Yeah. And if, there's yeah. many somebodies. Yeah, many somebodies. There. Com- there's 7.6 billion people. You can find whatever you want. And the STD piece, which I think is more important now than ever because they're on the rise. If Your life isn't over if you get an STD no. and you are not broken and you're not alone and don't be scared to get tested. No. Get tested. That's like the biggest thing too. Yeah. I think some people are scared to get the answer and it's like your life isn't over so just go in there and face the beast because i got an std in my life when i was first guy i ever slept with lost my virginity or amy doesn't like the losing the virginity i gave my virginity as a gift in a little box in a a little little box and i yeah it was an unfortunate event yeah (laughs) and basically um, oh but sorry out of that we said it on our podcast i just totally outed that on this podcast okay i'm used to it okay so so it's something that but I like so many people have herpes. It's, I know it's, the it's ridiculous one to be four, it's but it's actually condition. like, they think even more than that. It's like 80%. It's like HPV. Everybody has HPV now. Mm-hmm. I re- I recently had part, part. I've had a couple of partners recently who, you know, told me that they had herpes and I was just like, yeah, you, okay. that, that makes sense. You're a sexually active human. So. Most people, if they don't yeah. have it on their mouth, they, I have it on my mouth. Gen- yeah, have- so it's it's so interesting. But they, I was told that my life was over when I was that young, and my mom told me my life was over. And that's so no one would ever up. love me. I'm I'm yeah. literally like the doctor that diagnosed me told me that that I was wow. like I was yeah. basically Your life is over. Fucked. Yeah. And There's I that was so shame young. piece, right? Yeah. yeah, you don't need to feel that way. No, 
and especially in that situation, it's so fucking common. Yeah. We yeah. Need also, to- no doctor should ever no. tell you that you should be ashamed of yourself. And it was How a- dare that person. Yeah. To- that is not in yeah. your purview That's to their- say to a patient, especially yeah. when you've taken the fucking Hippocratic Oath. Yeah. You do not say to somebody something harmful like that. It was the first time I'd ever seen a gyno, too. And it was a, oh, ma- it was a male gyno. So it was a whole slew of just interesting uh, events. And then after that, my mom was just... And I was dating a college guy. There were all sorts of elements to it that were really um, interesting and and it really did break me for a long time. I will say this though, because I got it from this, I, I experienced almost this trauma of, mm-hmm. I, you know, waited so long to have sex and then I had sex and then I got this thing uh, that I was super cautious after that. I stayed with that guy too long because I thought like no one would love me. So it was a very toxic relationship. And then after that, I became lesbian because I was like, fuck men, they just fuck mm-hmm. you up. And I was like, I'm not going back to the dark side. Mm-hmm. But then I missed the penis. <laughs> Damn it. I'm going back to the dark side. Yeah. <laughs> I think my first boyfriend, too, I stayed with way too long because my dad, not even consciously, made me feel like I just by having sex with him was you know broken or Mm. something you know i needed to try to make it work with that guy who was a monster it's like Mm. they're like you need to get married to him you gave him your virginity you're like Like, no really no that's not how it works so many people you have no idea (laughs) yeah dad guess what that's the real deal (laughs) what is the thing that the the they call them call me yeah yeah (laughs) yeah in my case and what is it with the saying i guess this applies if you have this if you have sex too early the why buy the cow if you can get the milk for free that old that old shitty slogan yeah oh i hate it clearly the men men are the ones that have the milk yeah (laughs) such a stupid analogy i'm like well they're not running out what the fuck are we even talking about (laughs) yeah that's and it's and it takes two to or three or five how many people you're tangoing with and you're everyone's playing a part in this choice to have sex so when i hear the uh, teens because i'm surrounded by a lot of teens now slut shaming someone and i said i'll say hey hey ladies why don't we just try not slut shaming someone it's different if they're being a mean human or they're doing something Mm -hmm. to you or they're violent however if they're in their sexuality and they're if it's consensual and they're doing this on their own, let's be a little easier on it. There's no reason to shame them or hate on them. And they're like, er, and I mean, I'm sure they're still doing it, but I'm trying to be like, Hey, at least you're doing, at least you're sharing that. I'm being proactive. Yeah. yeah. But they're probably all annoyed with me. Like, Mm. shut up. I'm sure some of it's landing and maybe they're not changing in that moment. I'm sure it will somehow have some benefits though. It's at least there's a positive because I don't bet a lot of their own parents and mothers are not doing that. At least there's at least one, you know, positive force that's teaching them that the school system might not be doing or their peers or their own family. So I think every little bit counts. Yeah, it does. There's no sex education in mm-hmm. high school. No, That's terrible. why you guys are doing God's the Lord's work. work. The Lord's work. The goddesses. Oh, well, podcast, the the goddesses. even though ours says explicit, like technically anyone can listen, right? Yeah. You have a podcast app. Did, I, yeah. A 15 year old did write us. I'm pretty sure your, your man's daughter listened when she was 12 she, to the blowjob episode. She did her, well, her mom walked in. Yeah. And she was like, what are you doing? And she's like, nothing. She like closed her laptop. And this is a couple weeks after, you know, I met the family. And then I get a report from the ex-wife about, oh yeah, I walked in and your daughter was listening oh to the blowjob episode. It was like how to, how to suck a diak. That was, Diaka. that was Amazing. the episode. Well, she's got to learn somewhere. So I'm glad she learned from you. Seriously. I was dying laughing. Then I gave everybody at Christmas, all the, all the Volvo owners vibrators, except for the 13 
13-year-old at the time. Was she 12 or 13? And I, I got in so much trouble from the same ex-wife was like, because he has two ex-wives, but the second one was like, what? How dare she? I'm like, they weren't like phallic vibrators. They were very tasteful. And if they were... Who cares? Yeah, who cares? I know. <laughs> That's uh, but a I did, great gift. That's one thing that you know that person does because yeah. everyone jerks off. They know? can join the drill team now. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. For real. Ooh. Casting call. <laughs> <laughs> well, we put Legend to sleep over in the corner. Yes. Uh, this has been so amazing. Can't wait to continue with you guys yeah. over on Shameless Sex. So stay tuned. Wow, that was so awesome. Thank you to Amy and April for coming on. How great were they? And if you like this, definitely go over to their podcast, Shameless Sex, and listen to the second half of this interview. How excited are you guys to listen to the episode where Sophia talks about her under the bed restraint system? (laughs) I personally cannot wait. (laughs) But Amy and April, we love talking shop with you. Thank you so much. Um, and do you guys remember when we had uh, the soldiers of pole on at the beginning of the season, the strippers that were unionizing in L.A.? Well, we have a cool update about that. Yeah, we do. So they are throwing an event, a really cool event on World Pole Day, which is September 30th, a.k.a. my birthday. But I think I'm still going to this <laughs> event because what could be better, right? It's at 8 p.m. Birthday strippers. Birthday stripper. Hell yeah. That's, That's fucking perfect. Dope. Yeah. Are you going to go with me? Yeah. It's your birthday. What am I? What else am I going to do? I'm going to hang out with another friend. That We're going to take some singles. We're going to throw them at the strippers. Soph might throw some at me. <laughs> I don't know. It's your birthday, girl. I'm going to make it rain. So join us, you guys. September 30th, 8 p.m. at the Federal Bar in Los Angeles. It's going to be so dope. Jack the Stripper is co-hosting. How cool is she? She's awesome. She, I don't know if you know this, but she's the one that trained all the strippers and hustlers. The yeah. new movie with Cardi B, J-Lo. so hard, Lizzo. We're going yeah. soon, right? This week? Oh, yeah. Okay. So we will let you know what we think of the Hustlers movie on the next episode, you guys. Spoiler alert, I'm probably going to love it. Yeah. Probably we don't even need to report back because yeah. it's going to be dope. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys, we also want you to check out the Earbuds Podcast Collective. It's a weekly podcast recommendations newsletter. It's a really great, fun thing to get in your inbox every Sunday. They curate five episodes on a theme with a guest curator. It's just a really cool way to get turned on a new podcast. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it because some days you'll get it and then you'll be like, damn, this is my playlist for the whole week. Yeah, it's dope. It's nice. And it makes you not feel so overwhelmed because someone's already done the choosing. So check it out. Hey, Sophia, what's that bomb ass music? So glad you asked. This music is by our dope friend, Amy Rosh. You should find her on Spotify, R-A-A-S-C-H. And this episode was mixed by Mike Castaneda from Plastic Audio. We We love you, Mike. I went death metal with it this time. Soph's been getting so aggressive. If you guys like the episode or you're feeling generous, please leave us five stars and a sweet review on iTunes. And if you send us a screenshot of your review, guess what? We'll send you a private parts unknown button. How cool is that? Take us up on this, you guys. We just got these cute buttons just sitting around. Claim one. And if you didn't like us, you just take that 
pin side of the button and just I'm gonna put it right stick, up your butthole. Yeah, I'm gonna stick it in you. Anyway, <laughs> Courtney, you can't do it. You can with your consent. They do it with your consent. <laughs> See you guys next week. Bye. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.